Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner. Today, my guest is Dr. Beth McDougall. Today, we're going to be talking about the missing key to longevity, reversing disease, and radically transforming your life. Dr. Beth enjoys talking about a wide variety of areas within the new paradigm of medicine that bridges quantum physics and Western medicine and contemporary spirituality. This includes energy medicine, quantum physics as it pertains to health and wellness, both personal and planetary, emerging technologies based in quantum physics, consciousness, challenging patient diagnoses and recovery she's been involved with, her vision of future medical clinics, physician-patient relationships for healing, what is required to fully heal from a challenging illness, how reframing subconscious beliefs impacts your well-being, and the importance of healing past traumas. I always enjoy talking to Dr. Beth McDougall, and I hope you find this conversation very inspiring about the new paradigm of medicine. So welcome, Dr. Beth. It's really an honor to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's an honor for me as well. Uh, well, I think this is maybe the second time I've interviewed you. I feel like maybe it's been more, but I know our paths have crossed a few times. We were at a think tank together and I've just really admired your work. And I really enjoyed our conversation at the Shift Network's Energy Medicine Summit. And I just love to see where your work in the direction of it, it continues to evolve and grow and that you're educating people. And I was like, I have to have you on my podcast again. So um, so thank you for doing this interview. And, um, and a lot of my audience might already know you, some um, you might be new to. So just walk us through your journey as a medical doctor. I mean, you're a medical doctor, but as people are going to be hearing, you're really open and you're really bridging so much um, beyond just, of course, conventional medicine. So tell us a little bit about your journey. It actually started when I was very young. I kind of came into this world with understanding about the energetic nature of reality. I had a really strong belief that that we lived in a field of energy. And I was, was mystified by all the power lines around and thinking like, huh, why do we need those when we can just tap right in? <laughs> I wanted to take a moment to thank my sponsor, BioPure, for sponsoring the Spectrum of Health podcast. BioPure is a wonderful product line that I use in many of my treatment protocols at Eminence Health. I've been using them for over a decade and BioPure does a lot of things that are so important to me. They use high quality ingredients, they use results-oriented formulas, and they test their products for purity and potency, making sure that they are free from all of the things that we want to keep our patients away from and avoiding. You can't go wrong with BioPure. And I just, again, want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And if you're struggling out there, check out their products on Apothecary. We have a special discount of 10% for BioPure products on my website, and that's apothecarystore.com. And please use the code Spectrum of Health. I had also a sense about our healing abilities and, and our potential as human beings that we weren't realizing or had somehow forgotten. And so that's kind of how I started in this life. So then I, I was fortunate enough to have a family friend who became a mentor to me when I was quite young. He was an art patron and collected the artwork of my father and, and just became very close to our family. And he was a physician and a philosopher and a mystic and had memorized just an encyclopedic mind that had memorized the all of the great texts and even the works of Shakespeare, and he could quote from them at will and, and just was well-versed in, in sacred geometry and, and kind of took me under his wing and taught me a lot about the body and the nature of reality. And that has continued to inform my work today. I was also influenced by the fact that 
when I was in medical school, he developed Parkinson's and had a really rapid decline and ended up dying very quickly of Parkinson's. And I watched his mind deteriorate at the same time because he could have had some Lewy body dementia as well. And right at that very same time, my grandfather degenerated with a different neurodegenerative disease. He had what was then called olivopontocerebellar atrophy, which is now called multi-system atrophy, where his mind was intact, but then he couldn't control his movements and he was confined to a bed in a VA hospital and and he had vertical like the horizontal nystagmus and his eyes darted back and forth and and he lived a really long time like that. And it was just super, super tragic to watch him almost imprisoned in his body. And I became profoundly interested in neurodegenerative diseases. And when I was in medical school, I worked in the Department of Neurobiology and did some work in, in neurology and really considered becoming a neurologist. But I was a little disillusioned with the fact that they seemed like the field was more interested in naming conditions and less interested in figuring out why people got the conditions or they didn't really have tools to do much about the conditions. And I was just right from the get-go you know, even in medical school, just determined that healing in the central nervous system was possible. And then that kind of extended into the the feeling that healing from most things is possible. And I really dove into studying kind of integrative medicine, nutritional biochemistry, a lot of different alternative healing modalities right in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I started right out in practice 23 years ago you know, thinking very holistically and incorporating a lot of unusual modalities into my practice. Mm-hmm. Well, no, thank you for sharing your story. And it's just amazing how we're always on our path, right? And retrospect, even though through probably some really hard moments, right? Seeing your mentor and your dad and, you know, everybody go through this, but it obviously drew you to understand, you know, the body and the brain and all of these things from this lens and really probably spark you with like, oh my gosh, how do we not have this, anyone else have to go down that path, right? And I think, you know, I agree with you in the sense of, you know, conventional medicine is amazing in so many ways. And, you know, neurologists are some of the smartest people, but it's like the tools, right? They, I think the, the naming and the diagnostics are incredible, but the, the tools, right. And that's where I feel like they're so limited and, you know, which of course inspired you to find all these other tools. And so mm-hmm. you started practice right out of the gate, having this perspective. And when you have this perspective, I find that patients find you, right? Like there's <laughs> like patients find you, whether, you know, whether that's on your shingle or you're not, you know, like you start drawing those cases right to you that really teach you. I mean, in my opinion, my patients teach me every day. And I, I, I assume that you also have that spirit. of. So tell me like, what did you start seeing? Like when you were first out of school, like what kind of patients you were you seeing? How did your practice evolve? Well, I started off right out of residency in integrative medical practice in San Francisco. And so the practice was the first integrative practice in the country. And, mm-hmm. and had been going for a long time by the time I joined it. And so it was well known and attracted a lot of people with difficult cases. So right, you know, I, I kind of hit the ground with very difficult cases and saw a lot of neurodegenerative disease, a lot of chronic fatigue syndrome, a lot of multi-infectious disease, autoimmune diseases, that kind of thing. And so in the beginning, I would say I was approaching things with I was very much into orthomolecular medicine 
and working with things that were native to the human body whenever possible, like working with vitamins and minerals, essential fatty acids, bioidentical hormones and amino acids and things like that. And actually getting pretty far with all of that. And I was, I was the very first group of people that trained in functional medicine in the United States. So I was, you know, the first graduate from functional medicine program. So, you know, I was thinking very much about illness begins in the gut and, you know, all of that. So I was applying all of those principles and that got me pretty far with people, but I, I sensed that there was a deeper level of causation that I was missing sometimes you know, sometimes we just hit it on the, uh, you know, right. And, and someone would fully resolve and they would be great and they would move on. And other times you maybe would help a condition, but then it wouldn't fully resolve, or maybe that one would resolve, but then they would come back with something different. And then you'd work on that. And then that one would resolve and they'd have something new. And I started feeling like, wait a minute. So there's, there's deeper things at play here. And so then I really began looking more at health and the psycho-spiritual underpinnings that often underlie chronic disease states and really working to help people become aware of the those determinants and 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 hold space for them while they did some work around it so that they could unwind some of that. Mm-hmm. No, I love how your journey led to, you know, we, I think you're obviously conventionally trained. I'm a naturopath, but even in the naturopathic world, we can get really, it can be really gratifying. Like, oh, there's a deficiency, replace it or get rid of this bug and people feel better. You know, like there's that, still that framework of, you know, we're looking more holistically, but we're still kind of targeting and using treatments. And then as we see some patients resolve and some patients really plateau or don't move or really keep coming back. And you're just like racking your brain, like how can we create, you know, real true healing? And, you know, I've seen this in my patients too. It's like, it's really kind of taking this whole other lens of the body that we're of course, you know, these amazing physical bodies, this amazing biochemical network, but we are also this barometer, I believe, an um, instrument of evaluating so much, right? Within our consciousness, right? So our mental emotional states, our ancestral patterns, our, you know, unhealed relationships, our wounds, you know, and there's this whole other lens that you um, have this amazing framework that you educate people on and how to explain this, but it's like this whole other view of the body. And it's really almost from my perspective, like the control system, or as you call beautifully, your pristine blueprint. And so walk us through what your pristine blueprint is. And I, I just love to, yeah, just have this conversation because this is the title of your new book, which I'm so excited for you. This will be coming out along the, around the time this podcast gets launched. But what do you mean when you say your pristine blueprint? I think to explain it well, I just want to back up and say two points that really informed my thinking about the physical body and our health. And, and they are one that contemporary physics is really suggesting that we live in a field of energy and information. And not only do we live within it, but it lives within us. And we, in every other aspect of our material reality, emerge from this field. So we're all connected as, as, you know, kind of it's unique expressions of this one field of energy and information. So that was point one that really influenced me. Mm -hmm. The second was this thinking in physics that matter is not static, but is actually forming and annihilating trillions of times per second. Mm -hmm. It's actually been calculated to be 1.1 trillion Hertz 
that matter is flickering on and off. And when you think about a complex multicellular organism like a human being, where we have 37 trillion cells and each cell has 100 trillion atoms and you know, billions of chemical reactions happening in each cell every second in a coordinated manner. Like, how, how is that possible? And then on top of it, it, we're flickering in and out of existence every trillionth of a second. You know, how does that work? So that's, so that really got me and many other things kind of got me thinking about this template or this, you know, organizing set of information that serves as a template for our physical form, but also as like an, as operating instructions and kind of like a higher level of orchestration of all of our chemical reactions in our, our physiology, because current science really can't explain where that level of orchestration is coming from. Mm-hmm. And so, so this concept is not, it is something that's evolved for me and it's not entirely my own. I mean, when people have talked about morphic fields and kind of intrinsic data sets and, you know, all of this that informs the, the formation of even small things like an atom or, you know, a molecule or something like that. But really, I think this blueprint is what is dictating who we are. And then the perfect translation of the blueprint gets a little marred as we go through life. And I think what happens is that everything that that we encounter, whether it is the energetic information signature of a pathogen or of a toxin or the collective information signatures of a stored traumatic experience or the unmetabolized emotions that are stuck in our system, you know, even some programming that really affects how we feel about ourselves and affects the choices that we make, you know, is, is reverberating in our system. And like you mentioned, Christine, like, you know, ancestral patterns and traumas and, and things that we've even inherited, you know, are reverberating in the system as well. And I think collectively these begin to disrupt the perfect translation of the blueprint. Mm. And that's really the origin of aging, entropy and disease. Because the the blueprint I see as intersecting kind of vibratory patterns that kind of govern the flow of the generic energy in the unified field into our physical form Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. through the, it provides the appropriate information, let's say, that's funneling the generic energy through the appropriate information into our physical form. And when that's happening seamlessly, we have more perfect physiology. Mm. And as that gets disrupted, you know, that's where we're seeing disease processes and and aging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I love this explanation. And again, maybe completely oversimplifying it. When I heard you talk about this first, it's like a lot of just, um, you know, kind of coming, like I've studied the biofield and I've studied the electric universe and and then this is all well and good, but like, okay, how does this work, right? And I, I love this explanation of potentially, and please correct me if I'm wrong, this is my interpretation is, okay, we have this field of energy that's unique signature, you know, of who we are. And there's almost this outer kind of membrane layer that's a filter that connects us to the unified field. And the clearer and the more coherent that field of energy is, the more connected we are to source energy. There's no blocks, right? There's just like health, energy, 
coherence. And then life, right? That filter, again, lack of a better word, it gets, you know, muddied up, if you will, it gets, it gets clogged, stagnant. And then that connection to that unlimited potential of energy is harder to kind of break through into the system. And so that, that, when you were explaining to me the first time, it was like, it just was a light bulb in a different way, but did I explain it right? Does it, is yeah, that- I loved how you'd explain, yeah. explain yeah. it. Yeah. And so, you know, I think about the biofield, the human biofield mm-hmm. as, as a biological laser. When it's clear, it is like an amplifying conduit of energy and information. Mm-hmm. And it's not just outside of the body as depicted in religious iconography throughout the ages. It's it's actually penetrating into the body. And it's like the biofield is thought, people who see auras and things, you know, talk about it as having rings of differing energetic densities. Mm. And I would say that instead of just being outside, these are interpenetrating layers of different energetic densities. And our physical form itself is really vibrating waves of energy as well, just on a grosser, you know, slower level. And so it's just this kind of layered effect of different energetic densities. And I think at the most quantum fundamental layer, um, at least in our physical reality, that's where our blueprint sits. Mm -hmm. And this whole concept of forming and annihilating trillions of times a second, I don't think is exactly right. I mean, like this is what so physicists have been talking about for quite some time, but, but I think what's happening more is like a involution down to the quantum field, almost like through a black hole. And then it, then a radiation back out every trillionth of a second, you're going down, getting informed by the blueprint, coming back up, radiating out. And so when your biofield is clear, it's acting like an amplifying conduit. Mm-hmm. Of, of this, like you said, this, this energy in the unified field. Mm-hmm. When we go through life, you know, we tend to collect gunk in our biofield because trauma and unmetabolized emotion gets stuck in there. And, you know, people like Lynn McCusick has been, you know, measuring that with tuning forks and Dr. Uh, Pop has been measuring the biofield with photon multipliers and fascinating when there is a stuff in the biofield and there's less coherence, we tend to leak photons out and the healthier we are, the more we retain those photons within our system Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and brighter and more luminous our auras appear but that light is in an organized form Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, and then another thing is that when you think about the blueprint, what's a hologram exactly, but it's a laser reading off of a plate and then producing this image. It's, it's like reading this information and producing this holographic image. Mm -hmm. When our biofield is clear, it's like a biological laser. And I think that that that's interacting with the blueprint and it translating into this almost holographic image of who we are and then dissolving back down, communicating and then back up and just doing this trillions of times a second. So when you think of health that way and how our degree of health is determined by the degree to which we're able to, to resonate with 
this blueprint and you know this this field or or this data set that orchestrates our physiology and if we think about that misinformation begins to disrupt that resonance then the technologies of the future and the way that the way we should, could be looking at health in the future and now is mm-hmm. to think about ways to transmute that misinformation Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And so many, I, I love everything you said. And I, to land on one point, just to my audience knows, I love talking about light. And I, I love Pop's work about like, when you're sick, you're like leaking light out of, you know, your, your physiology and your field. And I think that's just a beautiful visual when people want to think about their health versus their imbalances is like, how can we harness and have more coherent light information in, in the body, in the field and that connection? I, I just, I don't know. I, I love the the visualizations and um, also the amazing impact that, you know, the uh, light and biophotons have with connecting us to all of this, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Beth, um, so many things. So a lot of people are probably following us. Some people might still be like, what did they just say? <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, with the average, you know, kind of, you know, patient that we have very similar patients, right? So, um, you know, now that you have really, you know, you've learned this approach, you've really learned it to a degree that you're going to, you wrote a book on it, you're going to share, like, how does this inform and change the everyday practice of medicine? Like bringing into like the clinical work, like, so I'm sure you'd still give some supplements, but like, how are you interacting with the patient knowing this information? At this moment, I'm spending a little more time removing misinformation than mm-hmm transmuting it. But I think where we're headed is more in the direction of transmutation of the misinformation. One of the things I do is I work, like you said, with, you know, on the physical level with supplements and balancing hormones and treating things like infections. But then I really pay attention to removing misinformation out of the system. And I have a technique called ACMOS and I, I use an instrument that's called a Lecker antenna and I measure the person's biofield. And then when I, I see if it's in balance or not, and then if it's not, then I go through this algorithm of questions where I'm asking the person's body, basically what pieces of misinformation are throwing off their field. And then when I determine what that is, going through this algorithm of questions, then I work to draw that piece of misinformation out of the system and unwind the compensation, energetic compensation that the person's had to go through in their body to, to kind of cope with that. If you, then you do, you ask again, you know, what's the misinformation you withdraw it balance and then ask again, and you just kind of keep going like that. And that's been revolutionary actually in my clinical practice. It's been um, because it, it ends up moving beyond the kind of the, the mundane of like, oh, let's remove signatures of heavy metals or let's remove a pathogen, uh, you know, out of this area of the body or yeah. something like that to to really moving into some deeper things like ancestral patterning and traumatic experiences that are locked in the body and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's been just one of some of the most profound work that I'm able to do with people. And I love doing it, mm-hmm. but, it but it's hard to do for lots of people because it takes an hour and, you know, I'm just one person. And so, so yeah. I'm super committed to developing technologies 
that will, will do this type of thing. And then helping my book. That's why I wrote the book is, is there's also a lot that people can do on their own in meditation. They can, they can kind of connect with their own unique energetic signature and become more aware of anything within their system. That's, that's more of a foreign vibration, you know, related to invasive energies or stuck trauma or, you know, even the signature of microorganisms. I think someone can identify this in a, when they, in a deep meditative state where they're really working in a body centered way and kind of exploring their own energetic terrain and becoming accustomed to, uh, you know, to what's kind of the reverberating under the surface and then learning how to, to learn from about what that is and, and then ground it off. Mm-hmm. And, and then the book, I'm also talking quite a bit about ways that people can cultivate higher emotional states. You know, it's just kind of by minding their thinking and being, being very mindful of the emotional response that those thoughts generate within them and kind of their habitual emotional states. Because I think each emotional state has kind of a vibratory nature to it. And the higher the vibration, the more it can resolve some of the dissonance in the system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I know I am really intrigued by that work. And I know that there's like many paths right to this road, but this is, um, you know, this technique obviously works really well for you. And I, I loved what you said, because that's what I'm, you know, of course, everything that you're gonna write in the book to, for people to own and try to and cultivate on their own, but also this, you know, kind of this idea of like, once we really embrace and accept and understand this part of our nature, right? Everything that you've shared so far, this opens us to a whole other lens of like, what do medical treatments look like, right? What do, you know, what does the future of medicine hold? Where do these technologies, you know, where where can we go with this? And I think in the quote biohacking community and, you know, a lot of this, we're we're starting to see the beginning, right? The the beginning of this. And you mentioned Eileen McCusick. I I love her and her work and, you know, but it's really this next chapter of like, how do we really harness this information and utilize, in my opinion, I'd love to hear from you, like, sound and light and frequency and, you know, other types of vibrational technologies to help people continue to clear out, you know, and, um, you know, clear out their field and really stay connected to their pristine blueprint because life is going to happen, right? Like the moment you get it clear, the moment you have to probably start working on it again, right? You know, so, um, so yeah, I'd be so interested, like your vision and like maybe even what you're using right now. I know you have a really innovative practice, like some of the technologies you're most intrigued about or what you foresee. um, So we can really create more access to this. Yeah. I mean, I think when we all grok the fact that that we're do, we're part of this field of energy and information and everything emerges from this field, then we can look to the field, you know, and let the field be our medicine and, and the components of the field be the medicine. In my practice, I'm doing a lot of different technologies and they all are get kind of layered into people's protocols. Photobiomodulation, for example, I love, I love, I have a bed that has red and near infrared 
light frequencies. So it's, it looks like a tanning bed and you get in, you lay it down and pull the top down and, but it has no UV radiation. It's just red and near infrared. And that's been shown to upregulate mitochondrial function, increase tissue specific growth factors, reduce inflammatory cytokines, reduce pain. And really it's, it's all of those things that I'm looking for, but the increased mitochondrial function, I think is so critical. And we have actually so few good tools to, to actually influence the mitochondria, which is just such a critical piece of our health. And for those watching, you know, mitochondria are little energy factories in the cells that, that produce ATP, which is our energy currency from, from glucose and oxygen. And they when they're functioning well, it produces 34 molecules of ATP. And when they become dysfunctional, they can produce as few as four for every molecule of oxygen. So it's a, it's a huge determinant of our health and even our longevity mm-hmm. um, and risk for different types of diseases. So anyway, I love the photobody biomodulation therapies and then sound. Um, we have this incredible sound bed in our clinic and you're lying on a waterbed that ha- that's filled with colloidal minerals that has the same kind of composition as your cell membrane, as your intracellular space. Mm. There's large sound transducers underneath that are projecting sound into the into your body, and then you're listening to headphones while you're lying there and also watching kind of a visual display of lights above your closed eyelids. That, that's synchronized with the sound. And I really feel that sound, it has this kind of percussive nature to it and it can kind of break up the concretized stuck energy that's that's in the biofield in ways that other, te- other things can't. Mm-hmm. So, so people find that incredibly transformative. I would say it's the closest thing to a psychedelic experience without plant mm-hmm. medicines or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think of it as, as almost closing the gap between your current self and your, you know, potential more optimal self and just kind of clearing what's in the way there. Mm-hmm. And people love that. And then I work with pulsed electromagnetic field therapy to supply electrons into the system and charge up the cell membranes that, because when they're fully charged, it's like, 3.5 trillion volts of electricity in the body. And, you know, it's quite amazing. And so we get depleted because we're no longer walking barefoot on the earth and pulling electrons up through our feet or sleeping on the earth. And where many of us are not eating as many high life force quotient foods, applying the electrons that way. So we should be, but yeah. many people aren't. And so I think that's critical. And then I do a lot of frequency, you know, information signature delivery in multiple different ways. And, um, and one of my favorite ways is working with a technology or a device called by Spooky 2. Are you familiar with Spooky 2? Yeah, I don't use it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. It's so great. So we, we hook people up to sensors and then we're able to kind of measure aberrant frequencies in a person's system and then send back corrective frequencies through plasma. So mm-hmm. we have a couple different plasma devices that, you know, like a large wand and, and then a couple bulbs that we put people 
between, and then we can send ameliorating or corrective frequencies through plasma into the person. And then the sensors read them again. And, and so it's this constant biofeedback situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we can also send frequencies I say frequencies, which is really simplistic to say that because it's more than a frequency. It's like a frequency and a geometry, a frequency in it. So it's really an information signature. We're sending those um, not only through plasma, but we can do it through scalar Mm. technology. We can also do it through ultrasound. And sometimes that's a really great way to go. You know, if someone has like a cyst or something, you know, we can put the ultrasound right on the area and, and really break it up and mm-hmm. the corrective frequencies right through that. So love doing that. And then I think the kind of ultimate type of therapy that, that, that we I've had access to and that I see as kind of therapy of the future mm-hmm. is working with coherent fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about that. I'm yeah. super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, co- you know, when you think about you, maybe people have heard about you have water and you have structured water. Mm-hmm. So coherent fields can structure space. And I think that it, that, a, that, that a coherent field provides or creates an amplifying conduit of energy and information with the unified field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we had talked about this before, but there's almost like a continuum of fields that, that really allow for more seamless flow of energy and information. And so imagine if you have your blueprint at the quantum level, and then you have really done a lot of work to clear your biofield and you have a clear biofield and all those layers of different energetic densities I was referring to. And then in your body, it's 99% water by Mm -hmm. number of molecules. And if you're fully replete with water and it is in a, in a structured energized state, that's a conduit as well. And so, you know, you've got energy transferring, you know, through these, these conduits into, to inform the, the biochemistry and physiology. Mm -hmm. I love this. And I am drinking my structured water right now. And I, you know, I'm sure you are too. I love it. Love it. So, you know, I, I know we've mentioned this before and you obviously are, you know, you're educating people on this, but that when you understand these principles that you've shared, like you really, we can really simply like say like health is coherence, right? Health is, you know, in this coherent state. And so how do we increase coherence within, you know, that was going to affect us individually and then also collectively. And I've been down the Dr. Joe Dispenza rabbit hole this last year, especially, and, you know, he, it's been a fun rabbit hole to go down and he brings groups of people together and he calls it coherence healing. So he uses this term to when we do group healing work and his meditation um, and visualization is beautiful. And he's talks about how these fractal patterns, you know, layer on layer on layer, like of organized coherent energy that you were trying to through thought in this world and through intention you know layering on a person's field so then they can experience this coherent field these coherent fields can translate into a healed physical body right and so it's noodling all the ways to do this right so i think there is a you know there there is this idea that collectively we can create and generate that 
uh, yes. you know, together and within each other um, for another person. And then there's, of course, you know, like, um, you know, we're humans, right? So the, if we have technologies or tools to help us, you know, as well, I think, you know, it's that balance, right? And when people, I think, are also in this, you know, really, um, I'm sure you see this, like, really depleted state or very, you know, they're they're just, they need so much. It's like almost like how can we surround them with coherent energy so then they can respond even to, you know, whatever we have um, set forth uh, to them. But I love, you know, that work and then love hearing kind of what you're sharing. It's like, wow, you know, this is the future for me. I'm like, we just have to like bring this out into the open and start talking about this so we can really work together. And like, how do we, how do we educate not only our patients, but also really figure out how we can have tools and modalities and practices that really help shift people. Yeah. I love what you're saying because you know, I one time was taught that the, this is when you put your hands like this in front of your heart, like you're a scalar. Yeah. Device. Like you're right. projecting more coherent energy. And like, it's, it's, I think when you get together in a group and all focus on healing someone or providing energy for, for that, for something to occur, it's, you are creating a coherent field. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we can move into down into the heart, you know, then we're just, we're each operating in, in a more coherent state. And then we walk into a room and help kind of influence others to do the same. And, and then the more people that are doing that, the more that the whole space becomes coherent and mm-hmm. it's just, it's just really rectifies the misinformation that's mm-hmm. disrupting the flow of information and energy. There's so much yeah. we can do. Totally. And, you know, not to go down this rabbit hole, but just for those who can hear this, it's like, I think that's the way through whatever time we're in right now. You know, there's, you know, there's a lot of polarity, right? So polarity, we all know what that feels like, but how we can either, you know, create more polarity with a lot of the things that are happening and just continue to divide, divide and divide, or we can really take responsibility by understanding this information work on creating coherence within our own field of energy in our own family and our community. And then you just see that ripple effect and that that can transmute and change the misinformation way more in my opinion. And again, I'm not, I'm a human, I'm, I'm learning than trying to go right at the polarity and create more polarity, you know? So I think that, I think that's why this time is like, so I mean, I think this is the time, right, that we bring this information that you're so beautifully doing, because it's not only a physical thing, but it's really a collective, you know, kind of, you know, healing, you know, shift for so many, so many systems that need to be healed right now. So (laughs) this is like warrior training time. Yeah. And I don't, and I mean, like a spiritual warrior, just really, whether you, you know, the polarity is so interesting. It's like, you know, people are either kind of buying into the dominant thought form or pushing against it. And in either case, they're just really giving their energy away. And, and I, I have found it like a martial art practice really to, to kind of just be aware of what's going on and, and not get sucked in and that I can stay focused and on what I want to create and what I see for the world. And which has nothing to do with, what's happening here, you know, or one side winning or the other. It's just, it's like something completely different. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I, my visualization is like, okay, all of this is happening, but you know, it's like the future of medicine. We just have to keep on, you know, staying, you know, doing the work, right? And that it will be there on this other, you know, it, it's the new frontier. You know, I, I absolutely, I feel that in my heart. And so, Beth, I could talk to you for like another two hours. <laughs> I just want to come hang out with you um, and see what you're doing and, you know, all the wonderful things you're doing. But I, I want people to learn more about where they can find your book, you know, all the wonderful things you're up to. So please just um, educate everyone who's listening how they can connect with you. Well, my book is coming out beginning of next year and you can hear about it either uh, from my personal website, which is bethmcdougallmd.com or by following me on social media. And we'll have all of the um, information in the show notes and we'll have a, um, yeah, we'll share the book when uh, the podcast comes out. So we'll make sure that people are well aware of it. And um, no, I can't thank you enough for your time and, you know, being dedicated to bringing this book out there. I know that is a tremendous amount of work and um, no, I I hope that you feel really fulfilled by sharing this. And um, yeah, it's always great to connect with you, Beth. Thank you so much, Christine. It's really a pleasure. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Dr. Beth McDougall. Please check out her new book, Your Pristine Blueprint. Please find out all the information on how to connect with her at her website as listed in the show notes. And I really hope that you've been finding these podcasts inspiring and informational. And if you would be so kind to let me know on iTunes, I would be forever grateful. Have a beautiful day. 